Benny, I'm doing a show. <laughs> episode 61 of the PA Turnpot is brought to you free, as always, by Anchor. On today's episode, talk a little bit about the Fightins and their last few series leading into the All-Star break. The Sixers offseason so far and what could potentially happen next. The Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving saga. NCAA football conference shakeup. A couple big conferences making some moves. Then we'll do our four-minute scramble, our W's and our L's. And in the spirit of the 4th of July hot dog eating contest, Joelle and I will rank the five foods we believe we could eat competitively. But first, here's Joelle and myself discussing Anchor. Chestnut just beat the out that dude, then stuffed three glizzies down his throat. You could never. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to episode Everybody. 61. <laughs> yeah, welcome to episode number 61 of the PA Turnpod. This is the Raekwon Williams, Stephen Wisniewski, Chan Ho Park episode. In addition to the uh, the Christopher Sanchez, Phil Myers, Justin Braun episode. And no sixer has ever worn 61, so we just added Curry and Corkmaz together. I'm Rob, joined as always by Joel. How are you today, sir? I'm pretty good, pretty good. It's uh, Friday, and uh, Lucy Goosey, I'm ready to go. <laughs> That's the first time I've heard that. <laughs> it's a crazy sound bite. Shout out to TikTok. And New York uh, City Site Talk. That's where oh, it's from. Geez. Oh, I, uh, say less. I, I was told to expect a sound bite, and I didn't know what it was. And that was fantastic. <laughs> Joey Chestnut is a, an icon. Well, I may as well lead things off here with a tweet. He's um, an American hero, actually. He is. And I, that this tweet is going to you know, coincide with this thought. Um, on July 4th, I saw a tweet about Joey Chestnut. It's from uh, Ben Jammin, Beastoff 350 on Twitter. Joey Chestnut eats 75 hot dogs and is celebrated as a king. I eat nine hot dogs one time at a kid's birthday party, and I'm quote-unquote embarrassing to be around. <laughs> so, Joey Chestnut might be the most dominant athlete of all time. I mean... What's he won, 10 in a row? <laughs> I think so. He uh, dismantled the Asian king in Kobayashi. Now he's irrelevant. And then he retired Matt Stoney, basically. Yeah. I mean, he did, he stood no chance, what, two years ago? Stoney's the only one that beat him, right? Recently, anyway? Did he? I, I'm almost positive Stoney won, like, three, oh, four I, years ago. I didn't think he won at all. Uh, I got to find it on his way. I swore Stoney beat him because he was, like, the second... Um, he was second in uh, odds last year. Oh, yeah, he... In 2015, it looks like he beat him. Seven uh, years ago. Hey, still got a dub. He'll be etched in uh, history for that. Yeah. Stoney won the 2015 Nathan's Hot Targeting Contest, dethroning eight-time defending champion Joey Chestnut. He hasn't, he hasn't been in it in a little while, has he? Unless he was in it this year, but I didn't watch it. So. No, he wasn't. He wasn't on the odds. He wasn't. I, I couldn't even get the odds in PA. I was going to send you money like last year. <laughs> I, I It all voided anyway because I, I bet him and he didn't even participate. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, that uh, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest will always live forever in our minds because it coincides with a fantastic family event that week. So now I I understand we live in different states. Yeah. Um, do you guys have a different definition for fantastic where you live compared to where I live? Fantastic. Because uh, where Superb. I live, fantastic has a a positive. Uh, connotation to it yeah and you're just you're describing a uh, an infamous barbecue 
and, and <laughs> for me, it was fantastic to be a part of. The barbecue with, I mean. the, uh, with that gave a new meaning to ground beef. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> and hosting. <laughs> Whatever. Um, a lot to get to today. We're going to try our best to get through it. Um, yeah, for sure. We have some good stuff, some bad stuff, some in the middle stuff, but we're going to pretend it's all good. Um, do you want to lead off with the Purdue? It's been a few weeks since we've done this. And it's actually been about a week or so since I've done it personally. So I yeah, am at a disadvantage. Um, I haven't done it in two weeks. Maybe be, uh, before we begin, I do have a question. Yes. Um, I thought maybe you would have the answer to this. Okay. Um, if the answer is PJ Tucker, is, is he is he going to be a uh, is he going to be a member of the Heat in the game, or is he going to be a Sixer on here? Is it the last game these guys played, or is it where they are currently? I think what they're known for. So he'll probably be a Rocket. Oh, okay. um, All right. Let's give uh, him a shot. I would say. It's got to be the last game that they play. That's what baseball did before the season began. Either that or it's been like a f- announced officially that he uh, signed with the team. Let me let me refresh the page and see what the rules are. Like if Rudy Gobert right now, would he be a Jazz or a Timberwolf? Which is crazy to say out loud. Uh, all right. It doesn't really give us a, uh, a – all right, whatever. Let's give it a shot. All right. Ready? Yep. So, all right. I got – All right. We'll <laughs> flying start. Well, I chose PJ Tucker off the rips, and he is a 76er. So there's your answer. Okay. That gives me a little bit of an answer. Um, okay. All right. This is the silent part of the entire game. Okay. Say. I'm getting there. Um, Aha. Now I'm unfamiliar with this division, which does not help me. The silence is deafening. Oh, wait. He used to play for this team. Yep, that's what I, I got the same thing going on here. He's um, in this conference. He did, don't uh, know any of the players on these teams. Wait, didn't so, I do this already? Oh, I got it. I got it. Let me see. No, failed miserably on my face. I really don't know. Silhouette time. Who the fuck is this? I have no idea who this is from the silhouette. Uh, I'm close. So this guy used to be on two different de- Oh wait. Um Aaron Brooks doesn't play anymore, does he? No, he doesn't play anymore. No, he's not in the league anymore. Um I really don't know who this is. Uh I'm not I'm the greatest ch- at this game. Clearly. This guy used to be on these two teams. Is it possible? It's no. This is hard. I feel like uh, I can see him. It's not no, it's no shot. Well, I don't know this team at all. Oh, I think I actually have it. I'm just going to guess names now. Oh, I got it. On the last try? Unbelievable. Uh, fifth try. Now, this guy I didn't realize was on this team. I thought he was on the Raptors. Yeah, there was no shot. I was going to get this. Did I you got... get it? Or no. Did you finish? I finished so it. So, it's Garrett Temple. Who? And, um, I swore he was a Raptor. But I, he's the only guy I can think of that will um, that would be on the two teams. That So, I guess players that were on the Rockets and on the... Um, the Grizzlies. My first guess, as always, was Siakam. I bet you Siakam was the answer at some point during the weeks that I didn't touch the game. Yeah. And then I went Draymond, and then I went John Morant, which told me that he used to be a Memphis Grizzly, and then I went Trey Burke, which told me he used to be a Rocket. And then the only person I could think of that was a Rocket and a, um, a Grizzly was Garrett Temple or Aaron Brooks, but Aaron Brooks isn't in the league anymore. So. Did you know he also played for the Kings? Yeah, that's where he's most known for. That's what I got. This is the only team I got. I think he was a Brooklyn Net at one point also. And uh, he was a Raptor, I'm <clears> sure of. 
Um, let's find the Garrett Temple bio on Yahoo Sports app. Gary Temple. Every uh, bit of 36. It sure is. Um, in his career, he started with Houston, played nine games. San Antonio, Sacramento, Milwaukee, Charlotte, San Antonio, Washington, four years. Sacramento, two more years. Clippers, Memphis, Brooklyn, Chicago, New Orleans. Um, so he's basically the Ish Smith of um, uh, swingmen. So, um, yeah, fun stuff. Of course, they give us that guy because you could have made eight guesses for eight different teams that would have told you he was on these these teams formerly <laughs> or previously. I can't wait till Ish Smith becomes a Pirtle. Do you play for this team and this team and this team? By the time we get to the eighth one, you'll be like, all right, it's got to be Ish Smith. He'll be evident by the um, the silhouette. He's got the cool hair. Ah. All right. So we're going to lead off with the Fightins. Yes, the Fightins, Rob. Some good news. They've won two consecutive series. Rob Thompson, Um, manager of the year. It's been great. He's uh, so, as it stands, the Fightins are 44 and 39. They have nine games left before the All Star break, which is uh, three series. Um, they're third in the National League East at the time of recording, eight games behind New York, um, and then five games behind Atlanta. Atlanta, of course, three games behind the Mets. They currently hold the third wild card spot, a half game up on St. Louis, thanks to the series victory they had against them, uh, one and a half games ahead of Saint, uh, San Francisco. Uh, they are five games behind Atlanta, who's the second wild card, and th- I'm sorry, the first wild card, and three behind San Diego, who is the second wild card. Uh, Rob Thompson currently 20 wins and nine losses in his 29 games as manager. And they are eight and two in series. So a pretty good start, although I feel like that is not the accurate record, even though I Googled him yesterday and that was the record. So that is a record. And they've also won their six out of their last ten. Yeah. They, they did a good job. And out of that wild card, the only one that's been as hot or as on that winning streak are the Braves as well. Okay, so this is inaccurate. So he's twenty one and ten as a manager, um, in his thirty one games as manager. With the Phillies, the Phillies are also um, twenty-one and nine in the games they have not had Gene Segura. So, or Harper, yeah, and Harper, I'm sure they have a winning record so, without him as well. Eh. They've done well lately. Uh, yeah, the, basically, the team has, which is important. I know they played a, a slop team in Washington and they kind of gave them a game, but they they played well. Um, they're eight and two in series, which is important. You got to keep winning series if you want to be over five hundred and make the playoffs. So, yeah, for sure. And you got to you got to beat up on the sloppy teams like the Washingtons and the Pittsburghs of the world. Can't go losing all four games against Texas, which at the end of the season could bite them. And certainly not lose a series to the Braves and the Cardinals like last week. Yeah. And and they keep losing to the Mets too. So I mean I'm not I'm not as bad as on the Mets, even though I don't like the Mets as much as you do. But for the wild card standings, you can't lose to the teams that are ahead of you because you're just yep. putting yourself in a bigger hole than you need to be and they, they held their own against the Padres uh last week didn't they take two out of three against them as well no nah, three out of four. Oh, they took three out of four you're right yes 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 so good week and that, oh that's right that was a weekend Harper got hurt the only series um, they lost was in that week that span of week was the Braves and they lost uh two out of three and before that they lost uh the two games against Texas so yes so in the last week since we last spoke they are uh six and I'm sorry um four and two in their six games they they took the St. Louis series two to one and the Washington series, two to one. So uh, Friday, they defeated St. Louis in game one of that series. Hall hit another home run, uh, giving him three home runs in two games. Um, Reese Hoskins hit a big insurance home run late in the game. They were actually losing that game, I think, three nothing, and they scored five unanswered. Schwarber drove in a run, I believe. Oduble drove in a run. Uh, the next night was the that was a wild game on Saturday. 
uh, where I believe Arenado hit two home runs. Yeah. Uh, he, he's really good. <laughs> he's he's frustratingly good. Players. He's annoying. But he's him really and uh, Goldschmidt. Goldie. He's, he might be the most... If Goldie's underrated. not the most underrated player in baseball, it's it's him or Jose Ramirez. Um, oh, 1,000%, yeah. Goldie, I don't think, is he, he's too good now to be underrated. Um, and then Sunday, wow, what a game this was. I was really, in attendance baby. for this one. Packed house, sellout. Really? I awesome. missed a sold out. I mean, it was what? Ha- it was half sold out because of the fireworks, but I missed having a sellout oh. at, the, at, the, at the ballpark. I thought you were going to say you better. missed something oh, no. <laughs> in the game. Oh, no, there's nothing better than a sold out Phillies game, dude. Like I sold, sold out basketball is cool. Sold out Phillies game when Canable got the last out, mm-hmm. the place erupted. Um, it's a shutout too. Four nothing victory. Wheeler had he not had a high pitch count, they, give the Cardinals credit. Even though they didn't score any runs, they really they they made Wheeler work for it. He was in, I think like a hundred some odd pitches after the uh, the seven innings he pitched. Um, Bellotti pitched the eighth, and then Canable pitched the ninth. Hoskins hit a bomb off of Wainwright, and then um, uh, RBI single from Castellanos. And then uh, JT Real Muto, two-run shot, kind of gave them the, the insurance they needed. The bullpen was phenomenal. They've been the best bullpen in baseball the last 14 days, which is extremely exciting. And it's extremely um, encouraging, I would say, is the, the more important term there. But For sure. Did you have any main takeaways from the uh, St. Louis series by chance? The fact that after, let me see, look at this correctly. Yeah. They had a tough road uh, road series. I think it was... Let me look at the schedule, actually, before... Yeah. They had five games in four days with the Washington Nats. Then go to Texas for two games. Drop both of those. And drop the last game of that series against Washington. Fly from Texas to San Diego to play four games. Come out of it three out of four. Come home get beaten down by the Braves who are ahead of them in the wild card. And then you yeah. have to host another team who's ahead of you who are the Cardinals, who are notoriously that sneaky team that gets hot. It's a great team. <laughs> and they're gritty. And the fact that you beat them, it's like we've been saying with the Sixers and the Eagles. It's like exercising demons. It's like, all right, I think this team has the confidence. You don't have Segura. You don't have Harper. I mean, pitching is coming around. The bullpen is not blowing games because nothing is worse than seeing blow a seven-run lead. I was there for it. The we most discouraging, yeah. The most discouraging thing about those blown leads is obviously losing sucks. Yeah. But when you squander a really good pitching performance from a starter like Nola, even if it's like a, it, it sucks when it's Nola and Wheeler. But it sucks even more if you if you waste a Gibson outing or a Suarez outing or an Eflin outing or a Bailey Falter or a Chris Sanchez. Because then you're wasting an outing that probably is not as you know Wheeler and Nola having a quality start is kind of a dime a dozen. Yeah, it's just something you expect from them. You don't want to take it for granted because you don't want to ever take a guy like that for granted. But when you waste a start from a good pitcher is when it really sucks. And they haven't really wasted any starts uh, recently. Maybe you can argue the um, the Saturday game, but the, listen, the Cardinals were kind of in control for most of that that afternoon, and they're a really good ball club. So it's hard to you know get too mad about that, but. Yeah, but I, I I was really encouraged the yeah. way they played against um against St. Louis. Yeah, that's a I really good it. club. Oh yeah, for sure. And they're gonna be there all the way to the end fighting. Like just because we won this series, like today we have one of four straight at uh, St. Louis. 
that's going to be a real big test. So, I mean, we can be praising them now, and they can drop three out of four or get swept. But hopefully yeah, that's so not I, the case because I feel like this would be killer. Team, oh, yeah, dude. It would be a heartbreak because then you got to go to Toronto, and then we don't know who's vaxxed. Exactly. Well, we yeah, do know who's vaxxed. So yeah, you're right. It's just a mess. But yeah. so far out of this series that just happened, impressed. The team's hitting. Everyone's in good shape. It's like, all right. Next man up mentality because Derek Hall got brought up. He was sensational early. I love that they. So I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I yeah. was going to ask you about it, him. Um, no, no better time than now. How, how do you feel about them immediately calling him up and just putting him right in the four spot versus putting him in like the seven or eight spot just to kind of protect him? I love it. It shows that Thompson has confidence in him. They scouted whatever he did in you know the minor leagues yeah he's been around a little bit he was obviously with them in the spring so they got at least a good chance to work with him on a daily basis uh, albeit a, a kind of a truncated spring training but yeah. he was around last year i'm almost positive he was here in 20 he, he looks like he's about 26 27 28 years old so he's probably been around a little bit yeah. he reminds me a little bit of hoskins when he first came up i don't think he's that good but when hoskins was just like up and you're like all right well the, the bat will play regardless it's just we have to figure out a way to keep him there he's a beefy boy too yeah he's a big beefy boy I'm concerned. The only thing I'm concerned about with him is if and when Harper returns, you don't really have a lot of options for because Harper probably still can't throw. He'll be the and DH, you, right? And you kind of then Hall is relegated to bench duty, and he's not. You have to be a different. I mean, it, great hitters can come off the bench, but you have to be a different type of player to really be on the bench, and then all of a sudden be called upon in the seventh or eighth inning. You get one shot at it. Um, but he was good. The um the next series after twenty six, um, by the way. 26 okay so he's still got he, i would love to say he's young but i feel old so uh <laughs> so the next series they won 11 nothing on monday against washington the offense erupted the pitching i was a little I, I was pretty impressed by chris sanchez sanchez had not gone more than four innings in any start in the minor leagues this year he went five innings here 60 pitches very good with the pitch count familia gave him an inning two strikeouts 13 pitches Bellotti pitched an inning he's been really good lately and then mark appel He's pitched, um, I believe this. he's now had four appearances, three appearances, four innings, uh, one strikeout, only one hit allowed. So I know that they've used him in pretty low leverage um, situations, but he's been fantastic. For sure. I mean, this was an explosion as well. Yeah, Schwarber hit two, Real Muto hit one. Um, RBIs from Schwarber, from Castellanos, from Hall, from Real Muto, uh, Bohm. Pitching was good. The um the national starter was just brutal. Palo that was Espino. the night that I won money <laughs> on a whim. Uh, I yeah, feel like he. Right. But uh, yeah. To go back, what you were saying. Sorry, I just drifted. Yeah, I like that though. Five strong innings, and then the bullpen comes in and keeps the momentum going. Just don't miss a beat. Job. It's almost like, are you gonna be the first one to give up a run? Because I'm not, and just keep going, keep going, keep going. It's kind of uh, like with those um. And Thompson is doing well. He's not overworking Dominguez, putting Knable in those situations, just yeah. using the whole bench and getting them all going and getting their innings, getting their arms in yeah, and I resting they've done a good job. They've done a good job of easing Knable back into these middle to big leverage situations. I was actually pretty – I was happy that they used him on Sunday in yeah. a 4 nothing lead because it gives him a chance to close a game out that's not a super high intensity – you're out there trying not to give him a, a run because you want to keep a shutout going. Yeah, of course. But it's not like he's out there with a, a two-to-one lead and he's facing three, four, five. He was facing the middle of the order, but and he punched out Arenado, which was beautiful. And right. he he just laid a hammer in the last pitch of the game, that curveball. I forget who he, he struck out. It might have been Edmund or um, Gorman. 
just just big hammer, big curveball, place erupted. I like that they've eased him back into um, situations where he's kind of comfortable. Yeah. They're not overdoing it with Dominguez in hand, and Bellotti's giving him really good innings. Feels like he's pitched every day. Yeah, honestly, for real. <laughs> they, they, what they're doing right now almost reminds me on a much different scale because they're not as good. Of like when the Braves had um, Glavin, Maddox, and Smoltz. Um, even the Yankees this year with their rotation, it's like, all right, do you want to be the first one to make a uh, make a boo boo, or do you want to just keep this going? And or even when the Phillies had that rotation with um, the four aces and Joe Blanton, um, <laughs> where it was like, all right, you want to be the one that messes up this, uh, this little streak we have on? So I mean, uh, the open's been good. It's, it's winning mentality. You can see yeah. how it just the whole environment, the culture just changes, and I feel it. <laughs> and I'm a casual. You yeah. know, onlooker of the game, and I feel like the momentum going in positive swing. Even if like things don't go out, like if they don't win out completely, I'll still feel like all right, I'm confident that on any given night this team can erupt and shut out. If not sh- shut out, win a close game. If not, blow the doors off someone early in the game. You know what's funny is Rob Thompson does not strike me as an overly um, exuberant Vocal. personality. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Girardi must have been a real negative. For Thompson to come in, just hit the ball, and then they go out and they put up eleven runs. And then, honestly, oh, just don't just don't walk anybody. And then Nola goes and gives him seven shutout innings. Like <laughs> I love his interviews at the end of the game, you know, Imagine, he threw the ball. He threw the ball well. And then uh, the Schwarber hit home. We did did well. Did a nice good when job. he called up uh, Derek Hall. Hey kid, uh, I'm putting you in the in the big spot there. Don't shake out. Way. How much you are you going to be two six? Are you going to be DH? I'm going to hit you fourth. Uh, can you hit? Oh, right. Okay, hit, you're going to hit the long ball. All right. Yeah, just went really hard. They'll, they'll remember you, kid. You'll be etched in history here. <laughs> Go have fun, too. It's funny because Rob Thompson probably doesn't have technology at his house. Probably doesn't have a cell phone. Probably doesn't have the internet. And people, he he doesn't realize that people are just going to start getting his face tattooed on them at this point. He's great. I hope he's <laughs> – I, I he, by all accounts, he's one of those just like baseball lifers. Been around the game forever. So it's good. People are happy to see him get the chance. So it's cool that he's got the opportunity to manage Is this the team. the next Charlie? I, that'd be cool. Like, do we see something there? Like, this team is hitting. They're they're all signed for many years. I mean, they were supposed to hit, so it's good that they're hitting. If they don't hit in this this weather, they're never going to hit at all. So, I mean, this is kind of what we expected, but the bullpen stepping up is a huge plus. And the trade acquisitions, hopefully. Yeah, I think they're going to make some moves. Up. I was going to ask you that next. So, I mean, they won Tuesday. I'm sorry, they lost Tuesday. That was the one bad inning from NOLA as – Unfortunately, has been the case sometimes. Yeah. And then uh, Wednesday, they won. Didi almost hit his first home run since like World War II. And then uh, Hall hit another home run. Um, their upcoming schedule, they have four in St. Louis, two in Toronto, and then three in Miami. I'm kind of concerned about the latter. I think they'll split in St. Louis. And then the Toronto series, I would hope for a split. And then I, they got to take two out of three from Miami. They got Wheeler, Wheeler and Wayne right tonight. Oh, again, rematch. Yeah. Okay. How many um how many games during this road trip do you expect them to win or do you think that they need to win in order to continue being competitive for a spot in the playoffs? Mm, five to six. I uh, nine games. I think they got to win at least five. Six would be great. Nine would also be great, but um. I think they got it's basically they like s- half, a little over five hundred. Split sure. the first six and then win two out of three in Miami. I'm seeing. How, how did I look at this? I see three out of four. <clears throat> excuse me, three out of four in St. Louis, which is hard mm. as it is. <clears throat> excuse me. 
I think they're gonna drop that fourth one because Nola notoriously for whatever reason it's no run support really for him even though he does yeah. a light out game and then the Toronto series that's hard in itself but then they can split yeah. that we also don't know who's pitching in that series I think that's gonna be an issue um, well Wheeler know. is scheduled for the Wednesday but the Tuesday no it's up in the air so I would assume that the Tuesday who pitched last night was it um well last night it was um that was last night Falter right uh, was it Falter last night? The blonde? I think so. He, he's also one of the guys that is suspected to not be eligible in Toronto. Ah, that's so why, the, yeah. As the pitching currently stands, it's Wheeler and Wainwright tonight, as you said. Um, that would mean tomorrow is going to be Kyle Gibson and Dakota Hudson, so two guys that are kind of shit. Ranger Suarez um, is the third one. Yeah, Sunday is – oh, actually, Sunday is uh, Sanchez. Chris Sanchez oh, versus Sanchez. Andre, Andre Payante, I guess is how you pronounce it. Yep. And then uh, Monday, as they say here, uh, Nola and Miles Michaelis, who I believe Michaelis pitched in Philly, I think, on that Saturday game. Um, Phillies do not currently have a starter in line for the Tuesday game, and then that Wheeler would be in line for the Wednesday against Kevin Gosman. So that's uh, two aces matching up. Um, just to touch on the ineligible thing, I saw a list. I don't know how accurate it is because I feel like I remember yeah. reading about Schwarber being good. But um, uh, Nola, um, Schwarber, I believe it was Gibson, Stott, Moniak, uh, Familia, Brogdon, and Falter, and Boehm were the guys that are supposedly... Oh, Hand? Yeah, I think you're right. Supposedly those guys are the ones that are not eligible to play in Toronto, but I don't think that's completely accurate because I remember somewhere somebody dispelled the Schwarber one. But uh, that that really throws... If that is even half accurate, then then their pitching is going to be kind of jacked leading into that series. And they're going to basically need nine from Wheeler on Wednesday, which is hard to expect. Yeah, honestly. But he'll have almost a week rest so by yeah. then. And and especially, it depends on what happens tonight. If he goes eight strong or he gets out three innings, you never know. So yeah, we'll so, see how that plays out tonight. Um, Segura is hopeful to be back. He's taking ground balls at second base. Harper uh, specifically said, I, I, I plan to be back. Um, if those two are back soon and the deadline is just about a month from now, I believe it's August 2nd or August 1st. Um, what would be your, not necessarily specific players because I don't really know the contract situations, but what would you want to add to this club come deadline time? Help at center field. I feel like Herrera is not yeah. all there. That's the biggest question mark right now on this team. I mean, Herrera... Honestly, personally, I would like an upgraded catcher or at least somebody else than JT. I don't really like JT, but that's yeah. just me. That's a biased one. Um, also, second base. I mean, Segura's yeah, it, coming back, but Stott. You got to hope Segura can hold it down. But then you got Stott and Gregorius playing short, and that's going to be a little bit of a hole, too. All right, that's what I meant then, short. I thought Stott was second, but yeah, yeah. short. Keep in mind, uh, Camargo has been hurt, and Munoz can play short, but he's been, you know, it's hard to expect the four of them to fill in admirably at short. They're going to have to find a shortstop this offseason. And the last pickup, bullpen, and maybe a starter who can also blend into that relief. Yeah. Stretch it out a little bit better. But They're yeah. going to need six starters down the stretch because I don't see Eflin and Suarez. Uh, well, Eflin staying healthy and Suarez staying consistent enough. If they If they could... I mean, Suarez was really good in the bullpen last year. It gives him a left-handed arm out of the bullpen outside of um, Alvarado and Hand if he's able to move back to the bullpen. Um, 
I, I would love to see at least one or two relievers come on board. Relievers are usually, you know, easy easy to find around this time of year. You can just go find a guy that's got a two eight nine ERA and can pitch in the seventh inning. Um, center field for sure, but I don't know if they're really going to be able to go out and get anybody now. Maybe the off season. Um, I would look at a team who's like struggling. Yeah, Oakland then, is the the main team that pops into your head. Yeah, they always have talent. Always have talent. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're they've Ramon Laureano and uh, Frankie Montes are the two names for them to keep an eye on. Mm. Laureano is a good defensive player; doesn't really hit great, and Montes is a good pitcher. Could help out the Phillies, um, but he's rumored to be more of a Red Sox kind of guy. So, yeah. who knows by then? But bullpen, rotation, and center field are probably the three spots I would like to upgrade. It's got to be a bench bat that you can get that can be better than what they have right now. I mean, for ideally, sure. your bench. Come playoff time, what should they get there? It would be one of Veerling and Herrera, Hall, Stubbs, and then, you know, Munoz and maybe um, Camargo. So you maybe have a decent little bench, but I mean, some, somebody's got to be on the bench that can hit the ball. Or see what you have in the farm. See if someone's raking it pretty good and just bring them up. Yeah. That's what he did with Hall. Never yeah, know. There's an outside chance they called up Logan O'Happy, the catcher. Uh, he's, I believe, got a bunch of home runs in double A or triple A. But Stubbs has been pretty good this year, and Romuto has picked it up of late, so who knows? For sure. All right, Rob. You want to switch over across the street to the Wells Fargo Center? Yep. Sixers, off-season moves. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week. Uh, they traded uh, number 23, draft pick. Yeah, they traded the 23rd pick in the draft. 23rd pick, and Danny Green, Daniel Richard Green Jr., May you always live infamous, not only hanging up in my studio here, <laughs> my room, but also for breaking many, many threes. And, of the, course, my infamous rant. The statless game. The statless game. Uh, he's been shipped for uh, DeAnthony Melton. I believe they went to Grizzlies. Yep. Yeah. It was really just Green's contract. I don't really know if he had any value. It was really 23 for Melton, and they had to match salary with Green. Because mm. he's out with the ACL. But he has value because he's a veteran presence, locker room. He could help that team. De- somewhat it, it, defense. If he comes back in time for the playoffs, I'm, I'm sure he'd be helpful. He was oh. probably like the third best player in the Sixers in the playoffs this year, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. The way Embiid and Maxi played, the way Harden and Harris played. So, uh, They also signed officially P.J. Tucker and Daniel House. They're inked. So what and are your thoughts on the Tucker contract? It's it's three years, but the third year is a player option. It's $33 million, I believe. Uh, the idea was he wanted to come to this general area because he has business ventures, supposedly, and Philly feels like a good place for him to you know, plant some roots. If that was the case, take less money. But uh, <laughs> Well, man. Harden's doing that, hopefully. Uh, yeah, right. Which uh, I want to commend Harden for that as well. I'm sorry. Go, I'll oh, get yeah, to for that. Sure. Once we're finished this, I want to get to the Harden thing. I'm just joking. Though. I mean, hey, take your money when you can. You've earned it, right? If anybody's earned it, that man has put his body through H-E double hockey sticks the last five, six years, the way he's played. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially the last few, several seasons mm-hmm. with the Bucks, then with the Miami Heat. Playing the small five. Mm-hmm. He's, he's banged in the post a lot. With and the new zone defense, basically. Yeah. Their version of Draymond Green in a way. Um, yeah, yeah, I like the move a lot. Uh, the years, I like the player option, sure. But that means you have to maximize it now. Yeah. And following you because Embiid, he had a phenomenal MVP season last year. You got to keep momentum, of course, barring if he stays healthy. 
you got to maximize everything. James Harden was great, but it fizzled out towards the end. He wasn't really yeah. a shooter, and he just kind of smacked us in our face. I'm hoping that was injury, not um, decline. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some decline there with his age and the mileage yeah. on him. He's almost like never missed games, which is absolutely absurd. You look at some of his old, like his his splits and uh, his um, statistics from Houston, playing 38 minutes a game, like 78 games a year. So, I mean, that dude's been durable, but I hope that wasn't. And playoffs. Yeah. And play, yeah, going seven with uh, the Warriors. And I think uh, uh, the Olympics or Lisa. He, um, he had to at least played in one. Yeah. Um, also, Daniel House. I don't know too much of him, but I like the signing. I mean, give House, me some, um, some yeah. defense. Give me some presence on the bench. I can't have a corpse sitting next to another corpse sitting next to another corpse. Yeah, I can't have that. I think House else. is a little bit of a um, it's a little bit of a hard move. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also just kind of an upgrade over Corkmaz. Um, House will not get as as nuclear as Corkmaz does when he gets hot, but Corkmaz never got hot this year anyway. So I, I think it's just an upgrade over Corkmaz. He's more playable than Niang in the playoffs too. Good. Um, when when it comes to not cutting time, you got to really cut down to like seven eight guys. Um, you're probably going to see Melton Tucker or Melton House, and you know maybe whoever the backup five is. If it's not Tucker in the playoffs, that'll be kind of your rotation. People. Um, so another thing that I, I hadn't really thought about, I, I know I I think it's a little overdue the Tucker thing. I really wanted him two years ago, heading into the year they lost to Atlanta. Yeah. Um, it, it reminds me a little bit of when the Phillies got Mike Adams in 2013. It was like two years after we really wanted him, and then he kind of sucked. I think Tucker's got at least one more year of being P.J. Tucker in him, and then I'm worried he just turns into Mike Scott. Um, That's possible, which, especially if he has it, other ventures in the city. But listen, I, I will tell you this now, and I'll probably regret it later on because I'll be miserable, kind of like with the Eagles. If they win a title this year, Tucker can go out on the court and just like pull his pants out and poop every game, and I'd be fine because there's a, there's a banner <laughs> in the ceiling that says 2022 23 champions, and I'll, I'll be I'll be happy. I might be dead. That's how happy I'll be. But um, <laughs> House is more of like a playable guy. I feel like this is an off season where Maury is kind of pandering to Harden a little bit and just bringing in guys that he seems a little bit more comfortable working with because you know Tobias he got a little bit out of Tobias. He got something out of Maxi. He he did help with Embiid. Um, and some of the other guys, but I think this is more of just trying to find guys that he will be more comfortable with, which is makes a lot of sense because they've been linked to Eric Gordon. Um, and now Marquise Morris this morning supposedly um, expressed interest in coming home. Now that alarms me though, bringing people that will cater to Harden because I don't want yes men. I don't want people to follow him and be like, no, I like getting on Tobias. Cause yeah, cause you have to sign that massive contract, get it together. And Maxi exploded ever since Harden came on. Exploded. Yeah. I was very, I was very pleased by that. I was a little concerned. I was not as concerned as some others were that with Harden being here, the ball would be out of Maxi's hands to the point where it kind of stunts his growth. That's what I, thought. I really thought it helped him to get better having like, Harden here. And Harden really doesn't seem like a bad teammate. He does. I know that it feels like a weird thing when it, maybe it's just us being negligent or maybe just a little ignorant. But the Bryce Harper thing before he got here, um, here's another example of yeah. Uh, there have been n- numerous guys that before they came here were like, oh, that guy's probably a dick. I mean, and we realized Harden's good and he's Har- a good teammate. Harper's a good teammate. Oh, yeah. It, and so Harden coming here, I was like, you know what? This is a little concerning. He might hurt Max a little bit. And then it, it worked out. And to, also to an the way he left. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, to an extent, anyway. I don't okay. want to say, you know, he's, he's turned him into Kobe, but you know what I mean? <laughs> no, but like Harden himself put him in, put himself in that situation because how he left his previous two seasons, two teams. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Gain all that weight all of a sudden going out in strip clubs from Houston then loses a thousand pounds. To yeah. play well, he in didn't want to be in Brooklyn anyway, according to like everybody. Stephen A. Smith for like six months was saying Harden wants out, and oh, yeah. the 
the rumor is that he wanted to be here, but you know, Houston didn't want to do a deal with Maury. So yeah. they wanted to send him anywhere but here. And they kind of, you know, expletive him by sending him to uh to uh Brooklyn, Brooklyn. the team that would be in direct competition with the Sixers. And Harden, for what it's worth, played through an injury in the playoffs last year against the Bucs. Uh, him and Durant almost on like three combined legs beat the Bucs in seven. The Bucs wound up beating them and they go to the finals. But that was – you can't can't question Harden's toughness. I know you can question him for the flailing and the, and the foul baiting, but that's just the way basketball is now. Yeah, unfortunately. Also, you, can't, I think- you can't actually question his real toughness because he, he's played through a lot of crap. Yeah. And he- played against a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. Um, I would venture to say that pettiness of Houston not giving him directly to us and shipping him to New York or Brooklyn probably was the best thing for Harden because, A, you play alongside one of the greatest of all time in Kevin Durant yep. and one of the best handlers, if not the best handler in point guard in Irving. So then you mm-hmm. shift your position from point to shooting if anything, or you become the point guard and you facilitate. Because that's where his bread and butter was, basically a triple-double king Yeah, in you know what's crazy is he's always been a, a great scorer, but I really think his most impressive skill is his ability to distribute the ball. Yeah. Uh, and it's really one of those things where I know guys like Kobe and LeBron and him have always had the stigma of being like kind of a ball hog. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, when, when you say it about Harden, it's literally just not true. Like, he, he's a very creative passer, and I, I would venture to say he's also a better passer than the guy he replaced here. And because, I mean, the other guy had playmaking ability, but I think Harden's a better distributor and, and playmaker and putter of in good position or guy. I'm sure that'll go over well. Um, better than Simmons was. And also, I think to your point of him playing, who? Uh, to your point of, I was talking about Jonathan Simmons. Uh, to your point of him going to Brooklyn and playing with those two guys, I think it may have even preserved him to an extent. I know he got hurt. But maybe just not having to be the guy and the only guy on the team may have helped him a little bit to maybe get maybe down the road he gets one more year out of his body than he thought he would. Yeah. Also, that not wanting to do business with the Sixers saves us from not having to see Maxi on the Rockets. And I mean, the haul they would have gotten for Harden at that point was probably going to be Maxi Thibel Simmons and maybe even picks on top of that, maybe a Corkmaz or a Shake. So it, it saved the, the Sixers from themselves. I know they lost Curry and Drummond. Drummond was going to be an in-and-out guy anyway, and Curry has only Dang. a year left on his contract now. So, I mean, he, he wasn't going to be here forever. But I think it saved him a little bit from having to see Maxie run around and win, you know, you know, win a bunch of games for Houston. And it, it even maximized his growth here not having 25 on the team. Oh, yeah. I was confident once 25 was not going to play before we got hardened that Maxie was going to flourish, and he was flourishing. He was, I was getting a little, better and better and better. I was better. a little concerned about that, actually. I thought he came, I thought he his his value was at a, as a, uh, as I have a, a stroke here. Um, I thought his value was having, being the first guy off the bench and being like the energy guy off the bench. Yeah. I, I, I was a little concerned he wasn't ready necessarily for the, um, for that starting spot. But he, he was really good when he was, when he was the, the point guard. And he's not really a natural point guard. He's more of like a, um, the, you know, the secondary guy who can also score and distribute, but not really ball in hands, mm-hmm. make plays guy. So that, that would also make sense why he, he fits with Harden so well. I mean, he and worked his, his tail off. And he got his three-point shooting percentage up by, what, 10%? Something absurd. Just... Yeah, he was great. You could, literally nothing really you can say bad about him. His defense improved. His rebounding even got better. His defense a little bit. He, he doubled a little... like, all of his counting stats this year. 
He would get beat on off one move sometimes because he'd yeah. be like too aggressive. He's also a little small, and I think he'll, once he grows into his NBA body, so to speak, that's a thing Brett Brown used to always say. When you get that NBA body, I think he'll be a much more improved defensive player. Well, he did um, put some muscle on this past off season. Going into this yeah. past season, he did put some weight, so he wasn't scrawny little kid. He's also one of those guys where you you hear it all the time. With the, you heard it obviously with twenty five. You hear it with him beat every year. You believe it with him too. But he's one of those guys that when he says, you know, my goal is to get better this offseason, I'm going to do this, this, and this, you kind of believe it because you, you know he's going to work at it. Yeah. Like in beats, you know, say what you will about him. But every offseason, he's added something to his game. This year, he became like an incredible handler of the ball. He's bringing the ball up. He's making plays. He's a standstill shooter. He's a shooter off the dribble. He does, he, he does everything. Um, yeah, was... If we wanted to make this the Embiid pot, I could be here until 3 o'clock. <laughs> so I don't want to do that, but. Those yeah, two guys, it's nice to have two incredibly hard workers. And I think Tucker being a, an incredibly hard worker as well is going to really resonate with this team. And I think he's also like no nonsense, almost like a lighter version of Jimmy Butler. So like in practice, bit, yeah. he'll, he'll keep bit. you accountable. And, you know, defense and veteran mind too. If he's on, yeah, the, and, on the bench, he can kind of tell you something. He's been to war. He's been to war. Yeah. Probably like six years in a row. He's won a championship. Bucks. He, was, he was a really big part of that Bucks team. Oh, yeah. He was the, you know, it was kind he of a mean, but he was kind of the... Durant stopper. He didn't really stop him, but he neutralized him to an extent. And then he was used by the um, by Miami to try to stop the Celtics. So he was he, he's got he's got the like the he's a glue guy. Is I think the best way to ex- explain him. He's he's got the the intangibles because his tangible stats are not great. And with Mark Keith Morris coming in, another almost like a better version of uh, Scott. And also yeah, another, like the PJ Tucker, another four slash small five that you can use. Also another quote unquote goon or defenseman, the guy who would just go up there and just yeah. kind of be the physical presence that you need. I do. Um, I don't. Up. I'm not asking this ironically, but is he the one that was hurt um, by Jokic or was it Marcus uh, that got hurt? I don't know. I, don't I think know it was Markeith. Markeith. I think he was the one in the Heat. Um, Marcus was on the um, Lakers, Lakers, wasn't he? Yeah. I think Markeith is the one that hasn't played in a little bit. Yeah, Markeith was on the Heat. So okay, he's the one that so got he, tattooed by So Joker. hopefully he's close to full health. I would assume he is if he's, you know, contemplating signing oh. someplace. Yahoo Sports 16 hours ago. Markeith Morris says he has sights set on Sixers, so. All right, so he'll probably sign here for the vet minimum because, I mean, he, yeah, I, I think they're him and his brother are so comparable. It's amazing how similar they are as players. One, but, hour, um, one hour ago, though, Heat Nation yeah. report, Markeith Morris has received interest from multiple contenders that can offer him a role. But, so John Clark of NBC Sports four hours ago, uh, Philly native NBA vet eyeing Sixers as possible destination. There you go. So makes sense because he does fly in here with his brother from time to time. I've, I've been... Uh, First-hand witness seeing them come in, and they, they're they tall. They're very, very tall. Uh, identical so mid- cars, identical twins. Minimum salary for a veteran with 10-plus years of experience is approximately $2.72 million this season. Um, signing him would set Harden's ceiling for this season at $35 million, so I think they can fit him. Um, the one thing I do want to get to before we, um, we yeah. move on is uh, commending Harden for, I don't want to give him all the craze in the world because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. But his willingness to opt out and take a smaller deal is uh, honestly, I think that's going to go over very well in the locker room. And I think it'll go over well in the city, a place yeah. where, and especially in a sport where guys are just getting as much money as they possibly can 
and I don't want to turn this into Tobias Harris hate hour because they, they gave him that contract. I'm not going to get pissed off at him for signing it. Yeah. But guys that are getting paid way more than they deserve. And, you know, for Christ's sake, I mean, JJ Reddick got a $24 million deal here. Um, for Harden to opt out and be willing to take a smaller deal because he wants to build a team around himself and Embiid, obviously, I think that deserves some praise. Uh, we'll see what it looks like. It's going to have to be a creative contract, probably backloaded. Um, but maybe with a lot of incentives that don't necessarily impact the salary cap, or maybe they'll circumvent the cap by Ruben. having him sign a deal with Ruben and, and the Fanatic and Fanatics. Um, so that would be interesting. Um, so I do want to give him some praise. What in a in a sports world where everybody just goes and gets their money any way they can, I'm sure, sure. I, no one's throwing this guy a benefit for taking a pay cut. You know, he, he's got the money coming from Adidas. I'm sure he's got like Propel or something paying him a bunch of money. So. <laughs> There's definitely stuff, body armor, whatever. So, yeah. Uh, but I do think that's really cool. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, what do you and think the starting... Yeah. yeah, that too. Um, real quick, we don't have to dive too deep into this. What do you think the starting five is going to look like on opening night? Uh, Maxi Harden. Let me see. Tucker, Embiid, and a player to be named later. So you don't think Harris will be here? No, nah, that contract's too big. They're trying to offload it with Dival. I'm a little concerned. I think they're going to run it back with Harris. And I like next I like year. Harris though. Yeah, I, I I do too. It's just the contract is fucking insane. It's a weird fit though with him and Tucker on the same team. So I, I question if Tucker will be a bench guy, or if Tucker will start and maybe they'll he stagger be his minutes guy. with uh, with Harris. But yeah, um, and then who do you think? If you had to guess, do you think they end up with Eric Gordon? Yeah. He's been linked for a long I time. I kind of think so, too. I wouldn't be shocked if they get him. And you think Morris comes here? Oh, yeah. I think Morris. Morris. I think Morris is more likely than Gordon. I was, I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah. More likely. The, it's more Philly type. Go, and they can go find a random, you know, a Garrett Temple type, not to make the same, you know, mm-hmm. bring him in the same name, but a guy like that, they can fit. And then buy out time. They can go get whoever the hell they want, Gary Harris or something. Um or, and then uh, uh, Ariza, bring it back from the Rocket days. Just bring everybody. Yeah, back. bring Ariza. Bring uh, who was the coach? Bring D'Antoni. Bring bring him oh, back. Fuck that. No, nah, um, that's where I draw the line. Yeah, there's no uh, defense here. I saw a picture. Uh, we'll move on. I promise. After this, but I saw a picture. It was like new Sixer City Edition leaked, and it was um, the Rockets old jerseys, but it just said Philadelphia on it. <laughs> it was the, the the blue ones with the um, like it looked like outer space or whatever. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it just said six hundred. People took it literally. Like, oh, that looks a lot like the Rockets jerseys. Oh, idiot. <laughs> so yeah. Um, what's next? KD and Kyrie. KD and Kyrie. So I don't have my finger on the pulse of this because I I worked all week while Windhorse was on TV pointing at the ceiling. <laughs> um, you, you may need to fill in some blanks for me here, but it seems like Kyrie just wants to be a Laker. You um, might have to do the same for me because I really don't know much about Okay, this. cool. This will be a quick segment then. Um, Kyrie <laughs> wants to be a Laker. Um, I found as many pieces of information as I could that were confirmed or at least reported by people with um, same with reputation. So he did buy a $3.7 million mansion in Los Angeles this really? last week, well, according to reports. Um, and in my humble opinion, it's probably going to take a really creative you know, trade scenario to make it work because he opted in for the $40 million or whatever. So it's going to probably take a third team to take some salary off the hands of both teams and maybe get some picks as compensation. Or maybe a team that, that gets kind of dumped, um, Westbrook or something, you know? Westbrook goes back to OKC. Um, kind of cool. Isn't this ironic, though? He's going to L.A., which is probably more harsh and aggressive with the COVID restrictions and whatnot and how things have changed life mm-hmm. over there than in New York. But yet he's going to go there. Yeah, he he's going to be a headache. With his, with his dad, LeBron. 
Um, so so this is another this is another wrinkle that I found. Um, What's up? So LeBron James is eligible to sign an extension with the Lakers on August fourth. Does that urge them to go out and make a Kyrie move happen prior to that, or do you run the risk of losing LeBron after this season um, because you don't get a Kyrie guy, a guy like Kyrie in there, and then the Lakers go out and fizzle out in the playoffs again if they even make it? Because you know he wants to play with his son. I think he's got what two years until that can possibly happen. Yeah. I mean, if so, he can I mean, sign an extension, he signs an extension until his son comes out. But but will the Kyrie, will the um, the presence or lack thereof of Kyrie on the same team as him influence his decision to make that uh, extension happen? Probably, but if you're looking from the Lakers' point of view, you're a business. You know that he yeah. wants to play somewhere else. You're not going to draft his son. So just build for the future. Have If LeBron stays, LeBron stays cool. But if he yeah. doesn't, already fast track it. You have AD. Yeah. Day to day Davis there, you brought in some young guys in there. Juan Toscano Anderson, who could be something if you played him more. And if you get a Kyrie, you got a point guard until he decides to say, "Ah, you know what? I'll go with Daddy LeBron wherever they so, draft this on." So one year, yeah. So and um, just out of curiosity, this is not on the uh, the sheet here. Do you okay. think there's ever a scenario where we see LeBron and Durant on the same team? No. It just popped into my head because Durant's contract has four years left on it. LeBron can go wherever he wants after next season if he chooses to do so. If, let's say, Durant decides to go back to OKC and, and patch up that part of his reputation, OKC's got a 1,000 draft picks and some cap space until they got to pay Giddy and Holmgren. Do you think they maybe take a run at Bronny to lure LeBron there, and then all of a sudden you got Durant, LeBron, Chet, Giddy? Whoever Shea, whoever else is there, and then maybe you got that team going forward. We'll clip this in three years when it happens, if we're both still alive. Honestly, at this point, we'll be making thousands per episode from our that's sponsors. A, that's if LeBron doesn't do like a long essential with the Lakers and then try to do a sign and trade. Because then Giddy's definitely going to be a Laker. Fair, without yeah. question. Without I mean, question. Granted, when he was technically traded, so when he went when he left Cleveland to go to Miami, he was technically traded, but it was for like a bunch of slop. Yeah. So it could just be one of those deals where it's, oh, we'll sign a trade, we'll give you like two draft picks. He's playing 3D checkers while we're playing yeah. badminton. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what was reported uh, actually yesterday that it's more likely that uh, Kyrie was moved uh, before Durant is uh, moved. And uh, according to reports, uh, multiple players around the league have tried to uh, contact Kevin Durant, and he's not responding to anybody. He's um, gone radio <laughs> silent. Now um, – in fairness, if you tweet about him, he'll probably respond. But yeah, I guess calling him is not uh, not ideal. So Minnesota offered a trade to Brooklyn, and Brooklyn replied and said, give us Cat, Anthony Edwards, and Ford first-round picks for uh, Durant. Minnesota obviously walked away from the negotiations. So the, the, the Nets are really playing hardball. And um, well, Windhorst yesterday um, reported that uh, Brooklyn was anticipating a really big bidding war for Durant, but... Uh, to this point, there's really not that hot of a market for him. I would assume because of the cap situation for most of these teams. That and probably also the drama that comes with him and his yeah. ability to stay uh, committed to you, which is his yeah, prerogative. This will be, what, his fourth team now? Yeah, it's his prerogative, though. It's his choice. He signed the contract. Mm -hmm. so, um, I mean, the hmm. Suns were the most likely landing spot, probably still are. Um, he also would like to go to Miami. However, the trade package that Miami offers to Brooklyn would have to include one of the players that he wants to play with, uh, which is included but not limited to um, Lowry, Adebayo, and Butler. Uh, I would imagine Lowry would have to be in a trade because you're not breaking yeah. up Butler and uh, Bam. 
to get uh, Durant down there. I also don't, I'm not 100% sold. We mentioned this before. I'm not 100% sold that Durant wants to go to the uh, team that um, LeBron previously played on, even though LeBron did the same thing with Kobe. But LeBron at least won championships by himself before he went there. Durant still has that question mark. And I think him following LeBron's shoes will just never get him out of his shadow. So that's my humble opinion, uh, especially for a guy who's so concerned with the public image of himself. There's as also, Durant is. Oh, yeah. He's just softy on that one. Mm-hmm. There's also uh, talks that Dark Horse, the Golden State Warriors, were a player yeah. in this. I, I, you got to do your due diligence, right? You got to see what it might take. I don't yeah. see why not. I mean, if you have to part ways with Clay Thompson, would you do it? Yeah, because you had Jordan Poole there. I would too, yeah. If you had to part ways with Poole instead of Thompson, would you do it? Probably not because he's the future of that team. He's like a Maxine. Yeah. But a little bit, way better. He's uh, si- he's a Splash Brother. Yeah, similar, um, uh, I guess, uh, thought, thought process up in Toronto. Uh, Scotty Barnes, apparently untouchable in the Durant trade. Which nope. what they think of him. I, I don't think they're that. really in on Durant as it is. Um, but... I don't know if I, I would make Barnes available. Again, um, just like you said, you got to do your due diligence. That's why they're throwing it out there, and they're like, "Oh, we'll oh, take yeah, Scotty." They're like, "Nah." Yeah, we're yeah. Out. I mean, as granted, the Sixers call. They're gonna go. Oh, we want to. We want to be. All right. Well, thanks. Have a good day, and then hang up the phone. So I would just um, laugh in there <laughs> off of the yeah. line. I would drive to Brooklyn if it didn't take four hours and laugh at them to their face. Um, where, where do you think each of these guys will be come opening night? Uh, will both of them even be in the lineup, or do you expect some some holdouts? And then, do you think they will be on a different team in May as opposed to where they will be in October? They'll both be on different teams. So they're both going to be gone from Brooklyn. Yeah, I can't okay. see the scenario where they drag it out this long. They go, I don't know, week one or two. You clearly see that it's not all there for them, and then by the trade deadline, they both bounce. Yeah, you know, I, and then because your value hurts at that point, you it's a lot more difficult to make a trade in season than it is during the off season as well, because you have a little bit more flexibility, a little bit more, um, you know, cap Urgency. maneuverability. Yeah, middle of the season, you don't have a whole lot you can really do. Yeah, they're both good as gone. Yeah, I, I, I think, think they're both quiet, and one bought a mansion in the city that he wants to yeah, play for. Yeah. It's kind of like red flags all over. I think it's possible you see Irving on the Lakers. I. I'm, I would not be surprised if Durant is still a net. I'm surprised the owner, uh, Joe Sy, after he made that comment, he'd rather have players that are proud to be playing in the play-in, that he doesn't look for a package to include Ben Simmons, even though you, that's what you got for him. Yeah. Ben Simmons, he's not going to be your go-to guy. You need to bring stars to surround so Ben. There, there's, one the other, there's one other wrinkle I want to mention, then we'll move on to some of the other stuff. Um, the Suns are a rumored landing spot. Part of the package, presumably, for Durant from the Suns would be um, DeAndre Ayton. Now, I read a report that the Indiana Pacers are interested in DeAndre Ayton as just like a free agent acquisition. If they sign him to a max offer sheet and he leaves Phoenix, Phoenix has no way to match salary with Brooklyn unless they include someone else of, you know, mm. of substance other than Mikhail Bridges. So, they would have to get very, very creative with how they make that move if they just lose Aiden for nothing. So that's another thing to keep an eye on. Um, I'm not a cab wizard. I'm, I don't pretend to be. <laughs> I understand the baseball thing a little bit more because it's just luxury tax threshold and nothing else. But the uh, the NBA cap is very confusing with the mid-level exceptions, the biannual exception. The, so you can go over the cap, but you can't go over this number, but you get $6 million a year to use. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. 
but yeah, that, it, it's fascinating. And this, uh, this goes to show that basketball is the biggest soap opera on the planet. Oh yeah. There's sure. just always something happening. I was listening to the Draymond Green uh, show last night. And he said that it's kind of crazy that basketball players, well, for him, it's not crazy, but other people seem that it's crazy that basketball players aren't just playing basketball anymore. They're also businessmen. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I saw a clip about the way he was talking and about that actually. That he backs Durant's decision. If he wants to tr opt out and goes home, because that's his prerogative. He worked yeah. his butt off for it. And lastly, he, thinks it's pretty cool that the NBA can stay relevant 11 months out of 12, which is the year. Yeah, he's honestly right. Because summer I mean, league the, is going to be all of July, and August is going to be the lowest point before the September. I was going to say, August, September is usually the only time that no one it, – it, it's you're just sitting there playing a waiting game. You're kind of – you're watching, like, basketball – sorry, baseball kind of heat up. You're, hockey fans are in the same boat, too, obviously, to a smaller extent in the country, but – you're kind of just sitting there watching baseball. Okay, cool. Oh, football's back. That means we're a little bit closer to my sport. And that, even the beginning of October, you're like, fuck, man, basketball's almost back, but it's still not here. Yeah. Like, it's just a giant tease. Like, uh, yeah, he's right. Um, Draymond is, it, it's, it's amazing. Um, let's, uh, let's move over a little bit to, uh, the gridiron, uh, the collegiate gridiron, baby? however. <laughs> oh. Uh, Eagles have made an offer for Kevin Durant. Um, <laughs> It includes, but it's not limited to uh, Jeffrey Lurie's son, who has just been promoted. Um, so, so the AEW NCAA... made an offer. AEW made an offer to the uh, Jags. Wait. Uh oh, Rob's frozen. No. Say it ain't so. <laughs> He's frozen. No. He literally just got up and did. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh. Let me see. Is Rob there? <sighs> uh, sorry, folks. Uh, we're having technical difficulties here on the pa turn pod uh the joke was that uh aw last week also made an offer to kevin durant to be all elite but uh he decided not to so we're trying to get rob back in the all studio right, back. there you go rob is back i don't know what happened my internet's been fine um so uh, that's a crazy so, screenshot of me. so we're just gonna blow through this because we don't have um faith in our wi-fi collectively um uh, what do we have? The producer. What does that mean? I don't know. Let it go. Let it go. Uh, frozen. Okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So college football. You and I are uh, diff differing levels of interest in college football. I love it. You're you're into it um, because we gamble on Saturdays together. Um, so the Big Twelve, which is the high scoring conference, they are in talks and to add six Joe. teams. Yeah, they're going to steal six teams from the Pac-12. Um, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Oregon, Utah, Washington. The Big Ten will be adding USC and UCLA, which I can't wait to see. And the SEC is going to poach Texas and Oklahoma from the Big 12. Um, and the Big Ten reportedly done for now, quote-unquote, unless Notre Dame decides to join a conference. Um, in addition to those, yeah, there are talks that Clemson, Florida State, Miami could potentially move from the ACC to the SEC. And one quote-unquote industry source, according to the article I read, stated that the Pac-12 without USC and UCLA 
and the Big 12 without Texas and Oklahoma are more comparable now to the Mountain West and the AAC, the American Conference, than they are to the other conferences. Um, so do you think that Notre Dame joins the conference, and do you think the ACC will get rated next for Clemson, Virginia Tech, Florida State, these, these teams, Miami? Uh, double yes, because Notre yeah. Dame's got to see where the money is. It's also yeah, a business. The thing is, they have a they have a, an exclusive deal with NBC to where they get the money and they're the only team. But if they go to a conference like the Big Ten, which has, I believe, a um, a deal with what is it, Fox? Oh, uh, CBS is the SEC, and then um, ESPN has the ACC, and I think the Pac-12. Um, I'll don't call me on that. Um, do you think this is going to alter the college football playoff? Do you think it winds up just end up being a bracket here of the Big Twelve, a Big Ten, and a bracket here? of the um of the the what's it called i'm sorry uh, sec and all of a sudden those are the two conferences that feed into the playoff and i think this is going to hurt the sport oh yeah this is 1000 percent hurting the sport shifting fan. traveling all this nonsense it's good cool. yeah yeah USC, usc playing against penn state and michigan uh, that's going to be ugly in the snow um, or in the cold weather yeah do you, do you think the pac-12 and the big 12 could merge if they if they keep losing teams yeah, and become the the medium sized twelve or something like well, that. Why just the... not have it as two conferences, like every other sport for the most yeah, part? Yeah, well, they'll run out of players, unfortunately. They run out of teams. I'm sorry. Uh, this this kind of sucks because it, it's going to sure it's going to shake things up, and make it interesting, but at the same time, I think it really is going to hurt the product overall. It's going to hurt the playoff because teams are just going to only want to be it, because the Big Ten and the SEC are the only two conferences feeding into the playoff. That's where all the money's going to come from. I yeah. think if Notre Dame joins a conference, they're more likely to join the Big Ten. Just my tea leaf reading, because they have that rivalry with USC, and it gives them the opportunity to play them every year, guaranteed. That's yeah, that's a possibility right there. Uh, this is well over my head. I think it's just bad though overall for the sport. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan. Like, I get it. You did it what? Several years ago, you had teams shift here and there and also altered the basketball, college basketball landscape as well. But this is just becoming ridiculous at this point. It's just the greed getting yeah. gre more greedy. Not a fan. Sure, um, it, it's interesting, but it's going to suck because you're going to lose some of these matchups you're used to seeing. Um, I know they took like six teams from the pack. So the I think it'll really heat up when these conferences start getting rid of teams. Say, hey, we don't want uh, Northwestern anymore. We don't want Purdue anymore. Go find another conference. You're hurting um, smaller markets on top of that. Yeah, it's going to hurt these small schools. They're just going to strengthen the big ones. It's going to widen that gap considerably. Yeah. All right. And it's also going to open up a pipeline for some of these Western teams like uh, USC and UCLA to start recruiting in the in the middle of the country versus just pulling all the guys from Cali and Nevada and all those places out there. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to make recruiting interesting. Um, uh, I still think that the top schools are just going to get strengthened as a, as, a, as a result. So, who knows? Yeah, I mean, you can possibly stay home and your team just joined the SEC and you're like, well, why do I have to leave? I'm in the SEC. Yeah, I live in Michigan. I can live at I home. Know. I can live in an apartment or wherever. But all right, then. Uh, four minutes travel time. Let's do it. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight things to touch on. Oh, my God. 30 seconds apiece. We'll do our best. Eesh. All right. Let me see. Do, 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 do. That was my do, 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 do. All right. Ready? You want to kick it off? You want me to kick it off? Sure. I'll, I'll kick it off. All right. Ready, set, go. 
All right. So the Browns traded Baker Mayfield to the Panthers yesterday for a 2024 conditional fifth rounder. Week one, Browns at Panthers. Do you think he? Do you think he plays? How do you think he responds? What are your thoughts? I think he plays one thousand percent. I think he's gonna go for for the kill. He's healthy yeah. now, but there's no Deshaun Watson possibly, so it won't be the true matchup that we were hoping for. But it I gives like him it. a chance to stick it to him at least. I wish it was Panthers at Browns. Now that, that right there that, would be nice. That, that's a good call, actually. Flex it to a four p.m. start, please. Yeah. Um, Pat McAfee has signed a multi-year extension with the WWE. He's a commentator on Friday Night SmackDown. Your thoughts on Pat McAfee getting a bag? He's done an incredible job of the last year of just securing money. I, I don't watch the product much, but when I do, I, I do think he's entertaining. Like I watched the pay-per-view, the WrestleMania thing. Uh-huh. I thought he was great. He got all that money from FanDuel, and now he's got the money coming in from them, so good for them. Uh, good for him, too. But it's going to help to grow them if they need to. What do you think? Oh, yeah, for sure. He's a popular guy. He's polarizing, and... He's a natural. He has personality, charisma, everything you need for that entertainment. Yeah, he's actually really good. He's perfect for that. Um, yeah. So he also stated on his podcast, he believes the NFL should have all, every stadium in the NFL should have retractable roofs so that the weather cannot impact games. He believes that the product is better in a setting where rain and wind cannot impact the game. Do you agree or disagree? Of course. Yeah. If you had a retractable roof, of course, it wouldn't be yeah. no weather, obviously, dumbass. But, but. He would bring a lot of like these. It's like the Super Bowl. It's a lot of casual people who just want to go. Oh, I'm here for the town. You can't have a snow game with a snowball like Detroit came in, coming into Philadelphia. You won't have the tuck rule with the Raiders yeah. and Patriots. You, you lose these these beautiful sights. Yeah. Green Bay in December Inside, with snow. Yeah. What what? You gonna take that away from me? No. Foxborough. Yeah. The, 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 there's a decided advantage to having the Rams fly to Green Bay to play in January. If anybody needs a retractable roof, it's the South. Rain and heat. Miami Dolphins, yeah. get one if you don't already have one. Yeah. Same thing for Houston and Texas, all of Texas. Forget that. Uh, Rob Manfred announces Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols will be invited to the All-Star game. Do we like this? I don't know. I guess it's fine, but they're they're not at the top of the sport like they once were. I think it's uh, it, so. It's not going to take a roster spot away from somebody who's deserving. It's just an extra guy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan, but I do I do like it from the standpoint you get to see two guys in the All Star game one last time. Yeah, I don't mind it. They're at the tail end of their careers, and Pujols yeah. is retiring, so I don't mind it. It's, it's good for baseball. It's good for yeah. the ki- the people in attendance to see them one last as, time. As soon as that rule was announced, it, it was obvious it was for those two. Um, so B-Ball Paul is playing really well in the summer league. Will Maury trade him or do you expect him to play more? I think if his value increases and Maury listens, he might make a deal for somebody, but I hope he stays and I hope Doc sees that he has a talent right there on the bench. Play him more. Hope so. Um, let's see. Does J- does Jaden Springer look like an NBA contributor now? It really doesn't. I'm I'm a little concerned about his development. Um, so the Flyers drafted uh, Cutter Gautier with the number five overall pick. Um, do we have any thoughts about this at all? I like it. Um, from what I have saw and I'm reading now, he's been a fan his whole life. His mom grew up in Philly. So he's kind of a local kind of kid in a way, an adopted local kid. He's young. He's excited. Does Tortorella like him, or will he run him out of town in the next few years? Yeah, we'll I guess see. we'll find out. Um, uh, what's the last thing on here? Uh, he he does, he um apparently he tested very well. Uh, he's got the you know energy, both in a, a game setting and you know a, away from the game setting. So that's pretty. They good. like him. They're going to try him at two different positions. They're going to try to t- develop him as a center though, which is important. 
Awesome. Oh. Almost, almost done it in time. <laughs> and the last bit of news was uh, also the Flyers acquired Carolina Hurricanes defenseman Tony D'Angelo for three draft picks. Yeah, so the Flyers are making moves. A second, a third, and a fourth staggered over multiple years, and then they immediately signed with a two-year, $10 million contract. So I think he's going to help them. Uh, fans are pissed, obviously, because they have to bring <laughs> politics and everything. They don't like that he's a Republican. So oh, gross. Uh, I, I, I think I speak for most people when I say I don't fucking care what the uh, the guy's you know, political ideology is. I don't really think the, um, a player's views on gun control and abortion really impacts the way I've watch the game um he's gonna help they need defensemen because there's a chance ryan ellis retires and um that's a, a spot where they you wonder where Provorov is going to be a couple of years from now so mm-hmm. they, they, they just they just need depth back there i think he helps he's not uh he's not the he's not the cure or the fix so to speak but i think he helps hey it's an upgrade and i like him making moves but we'll see how this uh totorella era is actually I saw some tweets that it's going to be a pain in the neck for him to play for Tortorella. So I guess we'll find out. Oh, gross. All right. Uh, wins and L's this week. I have one L, deservingly so, and five W's this time. So I've been slu- slumping a little bit, but I'm back with five W's. How about you? I have four W's and two L's. Let's go. I'll, I'll, we'll sandwich the L's. Uh, you go first. So my first L is Chris Sale, acting like a baby. He had a uh, a rehab start <laughs> mm-hmm. with the I believe the Paw Sox, about that talk at Red Sox. Okay. And uh, he pitched poorly and then had a hissy fit in the clubhouse and it was caught on camera. So <laughs> I don't know. And then he handled it like a baby afterwards. So he really wasn't received well. Professional at its finest. <laughs> Moron. All right. Uh, my only L uh, Impact Wrestling's uh, Jordan Grace. And under some heat on Twitter for a dumb reference to uh, Benoit, Chris Benoit. Oh, former. that's where this happened? Okay. Yeah. She made a dumb tweet. In essence saying, and I don't have the quote in front of me, but in essence she's saying she doesn't believe, she doesn't think Benoit could 100% hang with today's uh, present-day wrestlers. And also that he tends to forget his matches. And then she kind of saves the tweet by saying, and also, he can burn in hell, or could continue to burn in hell, something along those lines. Yeah. And Twitter, wrestling Twitter, just absolutely threw her under the bus, six feet under, because so, they all in agreement that Benoit can hang, and he has CTE. You can't just—it's ridiculous. It's a whole mess. My it's thoughts on the Benoit thing could probably fill an entire episode, but I am really annoyed at how they've really swept under the rug that his his brain was battered to the point where he basically resembled a 90 year old with alzheimer's at the time of his death mm-hmm. and i don't think he consciously did the things he did uh without you know he didn't have rational thought at the time that he did that so let's not can we stop blaming him completely for it yeah when it was really the chair shots and the pile drivers that did it i don't and know the, and the, the finishing maneuver. Thing is, it's very polarizing yeah he, he probably gave himself the diving headbutt but doing the headbutt yeah and it, it added nothing to his match whatever this could go on forever um my second l um the u.s so sports center during the u.s open posted a serve from some guy named kurgios i think and mm-hmm. um somebody replied seahawks fan for life the geno smith page something or other um 
Seahawks fan for life, Geno Smith propagandist, replied, not a sport. And then U.S. Open Tennis, the verified account, replied, not a sport, says the person about to watch Drew Locke play 17 games. <laughs> so the Seahawks fan takes a, a nice fat L. <laughs> That's a good one. Hey, right, man, you better come correct when you come after somebody. How many W's do you have? Actually, I have four, not five. Oh, okay, so we each have four. Um, um, I guess we'll flip a coin. You go ahead. I'll go. Um, let's see, where should I start? Oh, of course. No. Last Saturday, UFC 276. I don't know if we talked about this, but maybe we didn't. Uh, the main event, uh, middleweight champion, I believe, Israel Adesanya. He had a walkout. He always has a you know a unique entrance when he comes out. Well, moments before he came out, they panned to the audience. And that Saturday night, wrestling had um, its money in the bank pay-per-view. So as before he came out, they had Pat McAfee, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and good old Vince sitting ringside for the main event. I guess they just walked into the door. Seconds afterwards, Israel Adesanya's like, entrance begins, and it was The Undertaker's theme song. Fully. Nothing edited, just from the gong to the thunder, everything, the lightning. And then he walks out with the black fedora and an urn as he walks to the cage. I thought it was theatrics at its finest, great timing. And apparently, according to Matt, Pat McAfee on his show, they had no idea this was happening. No one told him that they got the rights to The Undertaker. Maybe it was Undertaker's music. Who knows? But they had no idea that... He was going to walk out to the Undertaker's music. It just helped, so happened to be they were in town for the same pay-per-view. They happened to walk in for the main event, and the song of the Undertaker played. Interesting. That's so, cool. That was pretty cool. All right. First W for yours truly, uh, Kyle Schwarber on, Schwarber. I believe it was, had to be, what, Saturday? Became the, or no, had to be. Friday, Saturday. Right? Whatever day it was. He became the first Philly since 2006 and only the fifth Philly ever. To have back-to-back home, uh, back-to-back games of multiple home runs. Um, the full list: Schwarber this year, Chase Utley in 2006, Scott Rowland in 1999, Dolph Camilli in 1935 and 36, and Chuck Klein in 1930. So that's a, I know that's not exactly the Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, Roger Maris type <laughs> of list, but it's a really interesting company to be part of. Uh, four homers in two games is pretty wild. I think uh, I'm probably the only person in history that had. In betting for hitting two home runs in back-to-back games. Yeah, you're you're probably in a list with um, four <laughs> other people as well. I cashed out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy for him. It's uh, in his in his mind, it's it's uh, June 38th today. <laughs> um, I, he could be the home run king. He's only he's three behind Judge now. Judge finally retaliated with a grand slam the other night, but um, he was two behind Judge at the time that he hit his fourth in the two-game span. Jesus Christ! So, yeah, he's been he's been great. For the people that were pissed about him and happy about Castellanos, I bet you they changed their tune now. Yeah, right. Uh, what's this? Uh, my next W. Same night as the UFC, I just mentioned mm-hmm. WWE had their pay per view, Money in the Bank. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to New Jersey's own Liv Morgan. Not only did this chick win like this Battle Royal esque to win the briefcase. Oh, I, I think I actually watched this. Yes. I, I don't remember much of it that night, but I did watch it. <laughs> 
Oh, I, I know why. <laughs> um, she won the money in the bank, so she gets the briefcase. I mean, she had like a year's time to cash it in on whoever the women champion of her choice is on any given time. It's kind of like the hardcore title in a way. Well, same night, main event, I believe, or not even main event, whatever. Same night, women's match was going on. Ronda just beat her opponent, old-ass Natalie. And then all of a sudden, you hear the music. She cashes in, beats Ronda Rousey, clean in the middle of the ring, one, two, three. And now Liv Morgan, in her first time in her career, is holding a title. And it is the top goal. Not a tag team title. The gold as the that top is, women's SmackDown champion. Money in the Bank is the best thing they've added to the product in the last 20 years, in my opinion. It's like the new Royal Rumble. It's yeah. like a new thing that just becomes... I don't love that it's a pay-per-view in and of itself. Yeah. I thought it was a really cool idea when they first did it. And then who was the first one to win it was who, Edge? And then he cashed in while the person that he beat was like pretty much destroyed on the mat. So it yeah. really set a good precedent for how they were going to use it. And I love that the briefcase becomes a part of the character too. Yeah, he had I, to I would imagine if it still does. I remember when Edge had it, he just had a briefcase at all times. Yeah, then, he then, it became, it. then it was like green for this guy. RVD had friggin' tie-dye on his. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's a cool thing that they added it. Um, yeah, believe it, it was actually um, literally um, Chris Jericho's idea. Because yeah. he said, we got all these people that are not on WrestleMania. Why don't we just do this? And it gives you a chance to build somebody, and it gives us a chance to go out there for 10 minutes and do something. So Honestly. Good on him. Jericho um, knows what he's doing. He does. Uh, number two W for me is going to be John Cruck. Uh, just for existing, really. Um, <laughs> his commentary this year has been out of this world. He told a story during the Saturday game against the um, – the Cardinals mm-hmm. about his brother getting um, sneakily married behind his parents' back because he got a chick pregnant. Oh and when God. they went to pick the the, the the girl up in her house, they got her dad was on the porch with a shotgun. And so yeah, great. And then <laughs> he Hoskins hit a home run the next day or the same day. And during the home run call, Crook is screaming at somebody on the headset to give him a pen or something. Some unpaid intern. Yeah, and he, he's <laughs> he's been fantastic. Um, He's, He's just awesome. Yeah, relative to what they have now with Ben Davis and um, at Ruben Amaro Jr. and Jimmy and uh, Mike Schmidt from time to time, mm-hmm. he's he's so much better than all of them. He's been consistent. Ruben has grown on me, but Ben Davis has he's gone the opposite way. Schmidt sucks. And Rollins just talks whenever someone else is talking. So, <laughs> Kruk is fantastic. Kruk also yesterday after the game said to um, to Ricky Batalico, "I understand now why you're miserable all the time because you got to listen to the crap that comes out of Barkan's mouth." So. <laughs> I love Croc. He should be protected. He's awesome. At all costs. 100%. Uh, my number three, the Jersey Shore 2.0 the TV show. Rob, they are filming as we speak in Atlantic City. In my really? backyard. How far from you? On the other side of the inland. <laughs> like, oh, so no. have you, if you ever been to AC, ladies and gentlemen, I'm on the side where Tropicana is. If you ever been to the Trop. They are on the opposite side of the boardwalk where the ocean is or the Hard Rock Casino or the Borgata. They're on that side of Atlantic City. Okay. And I know exactly where they are. I saw the house. I've actually been there, not at the house itself, but on the boardwalk looking at the house. I was there when they were remodeling it. I'm like, why are they making this giant mansion or renovating this giant mansion? And it turns out they built it with tons of camera, security, all the nines, and obviously the the decor inside for this TV show. So the original Jersey Shore, the house that it was filmed in, is that like a house now or is it like a museum? No. Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I think it's an actual house. Is it really? That's the landlord, 
was the guy that was running the t the t shirt shop. He was the landlord. Oh, that's right. That's right. It didn't have like a back entrance into it. Like it, it wasn't like this. Yeah. I think I think you were actually telling us about that. Yeah. So I mean, as we speak, they are filming the Jersey Shore 2.0, the new cast in a, in Atlantic City. Uh, no one's ever going to touch the original cast, though. And it's unfortunate. They, and the thing is, they are on the other side of Atlantic City, which is like the the impoverished side of it, and the side that's really not popping only except from the weekends. Mm-hmm. If they were more in the middle of the city or towards my side, that's where it's really popping. Or in the inlet where Brigantina's, that's where you have the other bougie casinos. But yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Jersey Shore is filming in my backyard. So when the show eventually airs, I'll be like, oh, I've been there, been there, seen that. Oh, that's who that is. And I want to see if any of my friends or people I know are thirsty to hook up with one of these fools. I had to get a couple of stids. Um, I do have another L that I forgot to write down. All right. Um, they're coming out with this Buzz Lightyear movie. They already did. Uh, and Tim Allen is not the voice of Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, he's not. He didn't, oh, he didn't know. That's stupid. <laughs> oh, no. That's stupid. Come on now. Um, oh, no. Uh, third W for me. It's like Tom Hanks is not yeah. the Woody Allen. Or is, Woody. is he not Woody? Oh, he is, but I'm just saying... That's like if, you if you're going to replace story. one, replace them both. If you're going to keep one, replace it. It's whatever. Um, my third W. So Luka Doncic was on the cover of NBA 2K22 last year. And Devin Booker is on this year's cover, uh, which marks the first time that a father and son have been on consecutive covers of NBA 2K. Thank you. <laughs> Dan LeBron was trying to go for that, and he was edged out by Booker. Luka, Booker and his dad. Oh, All right. That meme lives infamous. Uh, my last uh, W. Joey Chestnut wins the competition. How did I forget to put this on? <laughs> he wins the competition while in the midst of choke slamming a guy, a protester. That was fantastic. He hit the under too because of that probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was basically in reference of the soundbite at the top of the show. So kudos to Chestnut, a guy who can chuck down 70 plus glizzies and also choke cold a guy who's uh, protesting. Fantastic. Um, my fourth and final W is going to go to the Philadelphia Stars of the USFL. Um, they came up short. No. Well, I, want to, I want to congratulate them on getting to the championship game in the, the inaugural season of the new revamped USFL. They lost to Birmingham last weekend. They lost, I think it was 36-33. Oh. And, um, they really put up a fight. They, I think they had a lower record than the team they beat the previous round. I think they beat a team from Jersey. Um, I got to double check that. It's not on like the Yahoo or ESPN app, so it's hard to find. But um, they beat a team with a with a better record than them the previous round, and then they went to the championship. And uh, they honestly they they were a pretty good team. They represented Philadelphia very well. And I like the jerseys. Different. It's different from like the blue and the red and the green. All the stuff we're used to. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a callback to a previous team called the Stars. But uh, I thought they did a good job this year, and congratulations to them. Hopefully, uh, Philly gets an XFL team next. Or hopefully the USFL starts playing in the cities that they actually represent versus playing in one kind of like a bubble type of situation. Mm-hmm. I understand it's probably cheaper to operate that way, and I commend them for that because they won't lose money like the XFL did. But I would love to go to a Stars game or whoever the Philly XFL team is if there is one. I mean, we had an arena football league, the Soul. Oh, the Soul. That's right. Bon Jovi owned a piece of that. Yeah. Jersey's own. They, they won. Bon Jovi. Uh, didn't they win back to back arena bowls? I think so. They were dominant. Good for them. <laughs> Uh, DeGrazio or DeRazio or that guy's name was. 
one of them, I forget. Always wanted to go to a game. It's a shame I never got a chance to go. They seem kind of cool. They were. It was entertaining on TV, but yeah. I never went to one. But it just yeah, it, I felt like it's too small. Like I could yeah. score there. The the, the 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 theatrics of it felt more like a wrestling show than than uh, it's narrow. Yeah, very small. If you're catching yeah. on the the sideline, you're gonna get trucked over the. the I railing. love that the the uh, the kickoffs could bounce off the net behind the the uprights <laughs> and be caught. And if you get pushed into the hockey boards, it's a tackle. So yeah, yeah. very interesting. <laughs> I really want. I would love an XFL team in Philly. Dwayne, if you're listening, and I know you are, please put one here. All right, sure. No kid. No problem, kid. Shut up, bitch. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we have our first top five in a while. Yes. 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 Um, now, out of curiosity. Yes, sir. So just, I'm sorry, to introduce the top five to everybody out there. Um, in the spirit of the July 4th um, hot dog eating contest, the Nathan's, you know, the famous Nathan's contest, um, basically the Joey Chestnut contest now, um, we decided to go with a top five foods that we believe we could eat competitively. Now, I want to say this first and foremost, neither of us can or should or will do a competitive eating contest. We're not trained. My, my stomach cannot handle it. I'm sure you feel the same, but um, just uh, I'm also very curious to see what you put on here. But um, I uh, did you? I get thought five? it'd be a cool idea. Yeah, I, I figured out five. Do you have any honorables? No. All right. So uh, after the fact, I want to talk about kind of the way we went about this. Mm-hmm. But because um, you can go about it a couple ways, you can go about it snack food wise, you can go about it appetizers, or you can go about it like food foods. So I'm interested to see how this all pans out. Um, all right. Do you have honorables? You no. said no, right? Okay. No. Neither do I. Oh, okay. Uh, also, I wanted to mention there was, used to be a TV show called The Glutton Bowl. On, um, <laughs> it was on Comcast Sportsnet. Yeah. And it would be like, this guy ate 45 pounds of mayonnaise, and this guy ate all this. And it was all crap. It was butter one thing, then it was oysters the next. It was, oh, it was great. And I, I made my parents watch it with me. It was freaking phenomenal. Jesus um, Christ. Which reminds me of this because it, like, it wasn't just like hot dogs and wings. It was like, you know, mashed potatoes and, and pork fried rice and like random things like that. So and ice cream, ice cream's gotta be the hardest thing to eat competitively because of the brain freeze. Brain freeze and just so that bathroom's going to absolutely um, suck. Before we jump in, there's a heavy set guy that did the, uh, the, the hot dog contest that set a world record for drinking pink lemonade. <laughs> he drank, I think it was a gallon of pink lemonade or something. something oh my like Lord. It's like 30 seconds. Oh Jesus. I can't get enough of this stuff. All right. <laughs> Gross. All right. All right. Um five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. We'll go, five, we'll go five, five, four, four, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All right. I'm interested to see if there's any overlap here. I think there's gonna be one, maybe two. I'll set it at one. We'll go one and a half and the and the over is plus money. The, the, the over is plus money, the under is minus one ninety. All right, then I'll just I'll cop out with the under. I'm an under guy right now. Uh, number five, a, uh, a hot dog, a.k.a. a glizzy. I see my hot dog number five. Okay. I can do that. I thought about doing hot dogs, but I was like, you know, I don't really – I, I got to make them myself because I want the grill marks on them. I don't want these boiled hot dogs, these ballpark franks. Um, when Now, would you eat it whole or would you go um, – <laughs> would you do the thing where they have the hot dog in one hand and the bun in the other, they eat the hot dog, and then they dunk the bread in water and then just scarf I'm it I'm going down. whole. You're going whole, yeah. You're gonna oh, eat man. it traditionally. Are you going yeah, condiments? Man. Can you do condiments in these contests, or do you have to eat them plain? I think condiments will hurt you because it'll it taste w- better, but it'll add more. But it works as a lubricant, no? That's true for the bread, sure. But I think it'll add more like 
I don't know. I think it'll just add more to it. I mean, probably, yeah, too many. It's more calories than more. You get tired of the fucking taste, just like you're getting. <laughs> you're gonna get tired of seventy three hot dogs anyway. So that's true. Oh, wow. It's absurd. I can't believe this is a real thing. I don't All think right. I. I think I might hit fifteen. I'm not even gonna. So front. how how long do you, you get? Ten minutes. However long they do it. I think I could do ten. Wait, how long do they do it? From I think it's ten minutes. Oh, I can do more than ten. I can do probably. So these are the tiny boys. Like they're not like small hot dogs. They're not foot long either, right? Oh, like, these are the regular like packs, like regular hot dogs you get yeah. like a basketball game. Okay. Yeah. Not the not the one from the Yankee Stadium. Poor bastards have to cook these at ten in the morning. Jesus um, but yeah, hot so, dog. So I went snack food for number five. I went brownies. Oh, I cannot. There's no I think shot. I could, I could probably eat a pound of brownies in ten minutes. <laughs> Already, I, mean, I can feel my mouth make my, it'll getting make covered. My, it'll make my face uh, like turn like chunky, but I, I I went for so for my list, I went with things I could also enjoy while eating them. But it, it, you got to keep in mind after doing a ten minute eating fest of one of these, you're probably never going to eat it again. So, <laughs> for real, have you ever seen Matilda? I have. Long time. That's ago. what that reminds I me. Don't remember anything though. You eating a brownie competitively. Like the fat kid eating the chocolate cake. There's no shot. <laughs> that that image forever haunts me. Lives rent free in my head. So I can't eat chocolate like that. It's like if you work in a food place, you're never going to actually eat the food there. Because you, like, you see it, how it is. You smell it, yeah. <laughs> That's not real ground and, beef. And you see it. I don't, don't ruin it for me. <laughs> the hell if I care. It tastes great. <laughs> oh, gross. All right. Number four. Tacos. Soft shell. Oh, yeah. Hard shell. You, you got to be a lunatic. Probably a child predator. You'll die. And, and Al Pastor. That's, oh, yeah. the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the flex. I think I'm with you. Al Pastor also stays better in the um, in the tortilla than like chicken would. And I'm basically eating a salad because I have pineapple there. So, Kouj, yeah. if you're listening. Kouj-ing. I, I have a salad in my, my taco. Uh, I, I like that. A little um, bit of cilantro too. It adds more to the salad. Now, again, this, this also leads to my earlier, or lend, lends itself to my earlier question. Would you put sauce on it we just throw it down i throw it down. It's Alpestor. already i wish i could cook if it's it. done correctly it's already juicy and it's yeah. all you need you don't need anything else it's got that red stuff on it why would i um, burn my mouth as i'm trying to eat this competitively i'm just gonna haul this down yeah true because then you're gonna need the water all right number four for me is gonna be tenders Ooh. now that bucket of that. that bucket of tenders we got at the yankees game i think i could do two of those in 10 minutes dude y'all said it was minus the front like, like a, a lot it's a fucking it's a painter. I think I finished this. <laughs> I think I finished it. <laughs> you didn't want any more. She was like, I'm done. She was going to throw oh, it yeah. away. I'm like, I'll, yeah, I'll give me the bucket. I'll finish well, this with, up. Well, with three people, it's much easier to throw back, throw down than, than two. So, uh, I can throw it. Next time we go, do. I'll give my own. I'm probably doing 15 to 20 tenders in 10 minutes. Ah, oh, damn. Such a good one. I went with things that I thought like aren't going to be. You know, it could pierce Actually, a little bit because it could be the breading could be hard. Yeah, so it could, it could hurt the throat a little bit, but I went with things I would enjoy, things that are not super big, um, and things I could, you know, feasibly have a little bit of. I could have some in each hand. I don't have to eat it with two hands. Like if I put a hoagie on there, it's hard. I got to do it with two hands. But I, get, like, I can I can grab two tenders with this hand, two with this. If you put a cheesesteak on it, I would have been like, dude, there's no shot. I um, need two of those I'll, in ten minutes because I want to enjoy it. I want to eat that slowly on purpose. Or a Philly taco, which is a crazy thing. I got to oh, experience that's the, that. That's the pizza cheesesteak thing. That's that's it. Just a I got to experience that. I'm not. Um, let me flip it on you though. Yeah. Would you have a condiment with your chicken tenders? Now this is um, another good question because plain they kind of suck. You need a barbecue sauce or ketchup or you know 
uh, a hot sauce to go with it. I, I, I guess if I'm doing it competitively, I wouldn't. Wait a minute. Maybe just have a bucket there and occasionally dunk it. Maybe the first dunk and then I take a bite and then I go. Well, we could do this. How about this? Do we have plain chicken tenders and have a condiment on the side or have them already marinated oh, like, in like a sauce? In. So maybe no, it's already you, marinated. Like if you get, so, I don't know, sweet sriracha sauce tenders. So like you go already, to like, like Wingstop and they give you the tenders that have the barbecue. So that might be the way to go too because it'll soften the breading. Yeah. And then and you it'll basically make it have your. Go down. Oh. So it, the thing is, it just can't be spicy because then you, you're going to need um, a beverage. So like, it can't be like honey sriracha. It can't be like hot barbecue or anything like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you're probably going to need a, a toilet on standby. Exactly. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sitting. I'm doing this while sitting on a commode <laughs> with no pants on. So, uh, Number three, White Castle sliders. Oh, sliders are a good one. My friend, give me three suitcases. And then probably still would be enough. I still haven't so, had had White Castle to be honest. Never had them. Never, never had, had the frozen it. ones either. They have frozen ones. Yeah, they have frozen ones. You can buy them in the box. Buy like four of them in a box. What? Yeah, you go to the supermarket. They're in like the pizza roll aisle. We'll put this on PA underscore Turnpod. <laughs> I will literally go today and buy box two boxes because I probably will eat one of it in entirety okay. before I, I post like, it. It comes with either four or six in the box. I, I want to say. Done. I'm getting. I never if have. You, if you have GoPuff where you are, I think it's on there too. No, GoPuff. I don't have it here, and they suck. I know the owner. He's trash. Oh, he's trash. Uh, well, we have a, a warehouse literally two blocks away from our house, and we ordered milk on GoPuff. It's here 20 minutes later. Oh, I'm gonna. Ch- I'm not gonna incriminate myself. I'll just leave it there. If something I'm happens up, to the establishment, it was well deserved. I'm pretty upset that I I can't get beer on GoPuff where I live. I gotta drive to the beer store. Which is funny because there's literally a place called the Beer Store. Franklin Mills. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> there's the Beer Store or the Beer Outlet. I'm pretty sure they're owned by the same people. Now, someone would say, well, why would you choose this as a competitive food and you never oh, had it? Because of the carbohydrates, too. That might fill you quicker. Not even close. I was never thinking of that. Because of the movie, Harold and Kumar. They're so small and everyone tells me, you, you just got to get a suitcase. Like, They won't fill you. I so I, I feel like I could put two sliders in my mouth, pause, and just swallow it whole and just continue. So already, I'm in an even number. I might go at 100. Yeah, look, you can buy They come in a box. What the? F- I'm going to Walmart. Going to wherever they have it. Yeah, try uh, $14.48 for 16 at Walmart. Uh, now, do they, they have sauce on them already, or do you, is that like optional? I, don't I have either. no idea. Or maybe that's in and out. Um, yeah, number three for me, it's our first one that is on both lists. Tacos. Ooh. Hey. Now, do you go flour or do you go corn tortilla? Like, because they do the double tortilla with the corn once. Corn. If, 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 if it's street tacos, it's more than likely the corn tortilla. Corn, corn, corn. It's a little bit harder. I like that more. Uh, Al Pastor is a good call. I was thinking diced up chicken for me, but that would fall out and then you got to eat it off the plate. Pastor stays in there. Problem is, it can't be overly packed. Some some of these street taco places overly pack them, and then it's like which is good thing. To hear. It's good because you're getting your bang for your buck, but it's it's impossible to eat because you eat it, it's on the floor, and then the dogs are eating it. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, there you go. But yeah, I'll I would have to go with something that's not super spicy, though, because uh, the, the spicier it is, the harder it will be to get down once you get through, like, the first five, six minutes. For sure. All right, number two. Mm-hmm. Glazed donuts. Homer Simpson, watch out. Glazed donuts. I thought about putting muffins on my list, which kind of falls in the donut category. Mm-hmm. Donuts are a good one. Where would they be from? Do you have a particular place in mind? Because Krispy Kreme, they're smaller. So you can add more to your total there versus Dunkin'. They're a little bit heftier and they're never actually warm. 
good call. I didn't think about that. And I would don't you like, care. Do you want them to be warm? I, I don't, I've never had one warm, actually. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> Life-changing. I've never had I one why, warm. I don't know why that was obviously taken aback by that. I feel like it's always there, available. Like, it's there. So, a uh, dark horse entry into the donut um, world. You ever had those little Entenmann's donuts? The powdered sugar ones? Hmm. Powder? Oh, no. Nah. The, the little... T- oh. Wait. The munchkins? No, they're, they're like little, tiny little donuts. Almost like donut sliders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great. Entenmann's powdered? Also no. Makes, oh, Entenmann's also makes the variety pack where you got two glazed, two powdered sugar, two with the little okay. rabbit turds, and then two chocolate. <laughs> the rabbit turds is hilarious. Very good. The rabbit turds ones are phenomenal. Yeah. I could probably, you know, if I had to put an honorable on my list, it might be those. That's a very good call by you. I cannot do I, you know, I thought about. I thought a muffin. I didn't even think of donut. Because <laughs> I went to Wawa the other day. And I was like, oh, let, let me get a donut. I'm like, and I bit into it. I'm like, I can fucking eat this all day. And yeah, then I made the list. I'm like, ah, oh, fucking donuts. Homer Simpson. Because yeah, yeah, the Simpsons me. were on TV. Oh, good call. Full circle. Well, he eats the ones with the uh, the pink on them, doesn't he? The pink yeah, one idiot. Asshole. Get full. Uh, too much sugar. Um, Sprinkles so I, or Jimmy. Same ca- similar category for me. Uh, crimpets, no, I number two. I have no idea what that is. Wait. The tasty cake. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, the, oh, dude, I, I could eat a box of those in 10 minutes. That's a freaking great call. Dude, they Tremendous call. No, I love them so much. I, I used to be like a smoker with them. I do two packs a day. I don't know if this is a detriment to my fatness but as you you were talking you introduced i just took a massive gulp and i just licked my lips <laughs> i got hungry real quick oh I've, I've been thinking about chipotle since i started this because we were we already decided what we're having for lunch so no shit i'm getting chipotle later i really i'm thinking i've been thinking about food the entire time we've been on dog on dog the entire time i'm literally getting chipotle later i've been craving yeah. it all week for some reason i'm gonna get the order together as soon as we're finished that's fucking hilarious we've been talking about getting it since like sunday <laughs> I keep driving by it every time. Every time I go to work, I'm like, and then I saw a TikTok like, yeah, I've ate uh, about 500 Chipotle's in Wait, one you're year. I saw that same one last night. <laughs> yes, he said if you ask for half beef, half chicken, they give you more than half, and then he asked for double, you get one. So it's like three times. Yeah, he's like, I'm getting a thousand calories and like 800 grams of protein. So he said like, it was cheaper than yeah, going out said, and getting groceries. Said his accountant was like, Dude, is this a mistake? Five hundred. Yes. Yeah, twice a week, five days a week. Yeah, that makes sense. It's awesome <laughs> that we overlap on the same TikTok. <laughs> that, that's fine. Sometimes I'll be at work and um, Fireman Joe will send me a TikTok. I'm like, I just saw that last night. Same thing with uh, you and uh. Oh, I'm sure we send you the same stuff. Cell I'm like, I just saw this. This is great. But I can't be. The, it sucked to yeah. be in that position. Of like, I see that. I, yeah, I, I was, do it. I, I usually just laugh. Oh, that's that's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Number one. I uh, see. I gotta. I'm gonna guess your number one. I don't think I can. Dude, it's so simple. When you say it, I might know. I, I'll, I don't want to ruin it. So when you say it, I'll say whether I thought that's what the answer was. Do I ruin it by giving you a hint? Um, I, I'm still not gonna tell you whether or not I. Th- I don't want to step on your toes. So if you if you give me a hint, it will help me to understand in my mind what it is, and then after you say it, I'll say whether or not I thought it was that. It's kind of similar to what you've already mentioned. In your top five, I think I think I, I think I might have it then. Okay, right. go ahead. Number one, McDonald's chicken nuggets. Oh, I thought it was going to be chocolate chip cookies when you gave me that hint. Initially, I thought it was pork shoulder, and then you told nah. me a hint that was similar to something I had. I had brownies on there. Then when you said chicken McDonald's, time. I thought maybe it would be the Big Mac, which I consider putting on my list. <laughs> There's no but- shot. <laughs> That's a mess waiting to happen. 
Yeah, those McDonald's nuggets. Yeah, clean up all the lettuce to make it count. Yeah, that's a great point. (laughs) No. Yeah, you got to go quarter pounder instead of of the the Big Mac. Hold the lettuce. But put the Mac sauce on it. Oh, of course. But yeah, chicken nuggets. That's a good answer. At one point, they had the 20 and 50. Well, they do have the 20, but at one point, they had the 50. And you were surely, in his younger heyday, threw down 50 plus. So if anybody else's. All right, anybody out there listening, um, uh, if you have me on Instagram, scroll to my Instagram, go to 2013, the day before Thanksgiving. Um, my friends and I, about six of us, ate 400 McNuggets at my buddy's house no the shot. night before Thanksgiving. No shot. I promise you. <laughs> so what happened was I we we had to split up because no McDonald's was actually going to have 400 nuggets ready. So we took three cars and went to five different McDonald's and got enough nuggets. <laughs> we had a mountain of sauces. And then we were supposed to make it a yearly tradition. It never caught on. Because I think we all just wound up gaining the weight naturally, but yeah, there was like um, six or seven of us. We had four hundred nuggets. My buddy Andrew's house, and we went fucking laser tagging afterwards, which was a great idea. After eating all that crap, dude, I am scrolling for days. Now, as you mentioned at the top of this segment, that you ate all that McDonald's McNuggets. Did you eat again later the next day, or were you like, oh, no, I, I was hungry. Of- I was hungry after we went uh, laser tagging. We hung out, watched a movie, and then uh, went laser tagging, and then um, to burn the cows off. I was hungry again. Yeah, I wanted Wawa. <laughs> Phenomenal sushi here, Shogun. Oh, oh wait, what the heck? You're almost there. Oh, 350 McNuggets. A I lot of Shogun. Yeah, plenty of Shogun. Uh, and there it is. Oh my lord. Yeah, that was fun. A table filled of empty boxes you know what's funny is his mom was so accommodating she was like i'll put him in the oven for you warm him up for you because we brought him in and put him on the table and just hung out for a little bit and then she helped us set up the table with the plates and everything we had um so going into that we decided that it made sense that we all had nugget buddies because there were just big boxes and we said <laughs> all right so you guys will sit next to each other you guys will sit next to each other you guys will sit next I'm to stunned. each other you're going to be by yourself because the one dude smoked way before so he was hungrier so yeah. he sat at the end by himself and then he probably fell asleep we all had nugget buddies so I think Tony and I were Nugget Buddies. Other side, my buddy Andrew and Chris were Nugget Buddies. Then over here was Drew with, um, well, I don't remember, Jonah maybe. <laughs> so we had Nugget Buddies and it was fun. Um, oh, shit. Number one for me. Do you want to yeah. take a guess? It's probably going to be hard. Uh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a snack food. Salad right Snickers? Salty snack. Oh, salty snack. Popcorn. So close. A similar size. Um, uh, I don't know. We're going to go with goldfish number one for me. I would never guess that. <laughs> if you brought me a bucket, of, a trash can full of goldfish, I could eat it in 10 minutes. Because my, my rationale here is anytime I sit on the couch and I start eating out of a pouch of goldfish, if I don't stop myself, I will eat the entire thing. Who grabs now? Question. Yeah. What psychopath gets a, you know, like a bag of goldfish, right? Sits down on the couch and puts his hand, his or her hand, in the bag and just grabs one. What heathen does that? You always grab a handful and you just chuck them in your mouth. It's like, like, what's the, was it Lay's potato chips where they said you can't just eat one? It's uh, Pringles. Once you pop it, it it's Prongles? Yeah, not Prongles. Prongles. And that's also a bad one. I would never choose Pringles. I did that. Try to eat an entire... Pringles would be really hard. You'd have to pour them out first because it's going to take... Half your time is going to be efforting getting your hand in there. You just put the gullet... Just drink drink it. (laughs) Deep throat the Pringle. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Rob is deceased. (laughs) 
is a picturing some asshole sitting there putting the Pringles <laughs> on her face, trying to drink the Pringles like Stone Cold. Now, if I were to crush all the goldfish with my hand first, or step on them, and then just drink the the crumbs, would that count? Is, is that legal? No, I mean, it's how, how different is that from ripping the hot dog in half or eating the bun separately from the, the glizzy? Easy. Because one goldfish is this big. If you crushed it, they couldn't tell how many goldfish were in that. Well, you got to count them out first. Do you really trust the number of quantity that it says on the bag? I don't trust anybody. Yeah, I saw a TikTok. Maybe you saw this as well. Boyfriend takes girlfriend to a McDonald's drive through She orders, I think, 10-piece nuggets. And that's all she wanted. And then as she gets it, she's counting. And he's like, what do you think they forgot? And she's like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And like, they got your order right. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, fucking tight asses. Because she wanted like an extra free nuggie. That's why oh, she- we got an extra. We, uh, your niece got an extra strip from Popeye's yesterday. So oh, even she though, just keeps winning. Yeah. I, I have to send you the picture. At one point from Popeye's, they actually gave me a sandwich that had two different fillets on it. They were, they were a little bit smaller. They weren't quite enough <laughs> to be solo fillets, but they were small enough, and they both fit on the bun. Oh, my God. Yeah, That was our beat, disturbing top five. Nothing beats back in the day when the McChicken came out, and I think it was like a fad. Just order a bunch of McChickens. Me and my boys did similar what you did. Not order 350 nuggets, but I think we ordered like maybe five McChickens each, and we just sat there at McDonald's eating it. And my boy opens his one wrapper, his McChicken. It was literally... Bread, lettuce, mayonnaise, bread, no McChicken. You know, while we're on the subject, yeah, McDonald's, if you're listening, I know you are. Bring back the snack wrap. <laughs> that would be on the top five. That would be an honorable that, problem. That would go six for me. <laughs> Hard yeah, six. Bring back the snack wrap. Let's stop messing around. Bring back the chicken selects, too. I don't know what that is. They were uh, tenders, they used to have. Ah. Uh. You know what they should they, bring they back. Were, they were probably trash. They had the original chicken sandwich. Bring back um, the southern uh, style functional ice cream machines. Bring back the Twix McFlurry. Bring that. I, back. I've never had a McFlurry. Oh, dude. Well, then you would be one of the few people who didn't suck on the straw, thinking it, sucking <laughs> on the spoon, thinking it was a straw. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm like, it's not working. <laughs> like, try to picture. Kids just, it's not working. It's a spoon, not a straw. And what's the hole there for them to stir it? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, TikTok. Interesting. Well, any other last words, Rob, before we wrap up this glorious episode 61? Which is a fantastic top five, by the way. I've only overlapped once. Yeah, those are usually the good ones where we don't overlap too much. We did our top 10 Philly moments and we only had like three things that overlapped, which I thought was cool. Um, and our top, we did top five candies too at one point, didn't we? Yeah. In honor of Halloween. That's when I realized what a take five was. And then soon after I was addicted to them. Oh, that's right. Yeah. See, this podcast does serve a purpose. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got for today. I hope everybody enjoyed the uh, episode. I don't know how long it ran, maybe an hour and a half. So maybe two hours, but uh, we're maybe trying our best hours. to pump out content without going too long. Uh, when football season returns, I guess we'll, uh, we'll have to start doing the uh, the two a week, two a day, two, two a week. Weeks. Now, if my yeah. schedule changes or I get a new job, we might stretch it out. We'll see. Yeah, we can, we'll, see. we'll figure it out when we'll that comes. As as always, we we persevere. And with that, I can also pump out more content via Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. We'll, try, we'll we're getting there, people. We'll get there. We're almost at a hundred followers. So. Almost. We've been at ninety for like six months. 
We're at 98. Jeez. <laughs> past forever. just make another burner. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'll do one too. So we'll do one each and then boom, we'll get 100. And we'll do a giveaway. But uh, all right, everybody. Uh, have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. This has been the PA Turn Pod. That is Rob. I'm Joel. We'll catch you all next week. Adios.